How you doing? How you doing? How you feeling? How you feeling? Welcome to Anchor.com, AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be free to express yourself, your thoughts, and your and your feelings from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room, heard around the world, worldwide. And we're here. We're just talking about another musical subject tonight. Going to be on one of my favorite artists growing up back in the day, on an album that was pretty big back in the day. And that was Prince's 1999 album. Now, Sound of Time this year came out and the remastering everything, got all the love. And it's probably his most versatile record. And probably from the, you know, we're talking about the vault and everything that's highlighted. Purple Rain gets a lot of love with the time with the movie, etc., etc. However, to me, his, his most important album that put him on his real status was 1999. Because that album contained some big songs, and it really was the highlight of the Minneapolis sound. But to me, he was in his peak and his prime as a producer, coming into his own as an arranger, and it all was coming together. To me, that's where he really hit it all as one. It could be at the title track, which had the vocal part harmonies uh, and the groove, and how it all fused at the end of the world, but yet it was like a metaphor for Rise and very distinctive song when you hear 1999 very distinctive sound very distinctive song and the cadence and everything big hit on here was Little Red Corvette because that was a song that got him pop crossover it was catchy and his vocals and the sexual metaphor the car metaphor which everybody from Chuck Berry to later R. Kelly and a lot of artists in between that metaphor was always a big thing and Prince used it quite well to his advantage however the remix is the fire. If you hear the Mayday with the drum program and the Lynn drum machine and the bass and the guitar and the groove, that's the one to sort after. That was that was when he really was kicking it. The lyrics was a hit. I wasn't so crazy about the rockabilly. He has quite a few of those on his in his catalog. The Elvis Chuck Berry type of boogie. You know, it's 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 cute. It's cool for what it is. Not one of my favorites. Uh, let's pretend we're married. The seven-year itch, tribute to Marilyn Monroe, the programming, the singing, the vocals, interesting harmony in the take. Tina Turner did a cover of it, and it actually complimented her too, you know. But for me, DMSR, the next song, that's the trademark of the Minneapolis sound, the coldness. To me, that was one of Prince's national anthems. That is his national anthem, dance, music, sex, romance. That would best describe the early part of his career and what he was about as an artist. I would definitely tell you that that was the song that put the blueprint about him, no doubt. After that, there was Free, which was like one of his speech-type program beat groove-based up songs, which he would do similar with A Better Place to Die, Moonbeam Levels, and then he would do with Purple Rain, which was like a theme song for him in the latter. And those type of songs had a certain similarity, I would have taken How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore, which was the B-side to 1999 on the album of Free, but it served its purpose for what he wanted. We get to Automatic, which was a cold synthesizer, Gary Newman Kraftwerk type of joint. Um, Prince and his synthesizer and his programming was at its best. That's why I think 1999 is the one that showcases his production skills at a high level because he was a producer, was coming to his own with some cold in drum programming, which you would later hear on The Time and also Vanity Six records. And he definitely was in the groove. He definitely had a pocket with that Lynn drum programming. So 
to me, when you hear something like automatic, that's pretty pivotal. Um, something the water does not compute. Again, strong programming groove and his vocals and his interpretation as a scorn lover. It was a trip. And this would become a recurring theme with him, how he would go about doing certain things. But it was definitely one of them type of songs that it was cold, but it's big time in the purple hate. The purple, the purple uh, house of fans, that's a big classic. Lady Cab Driver, talk about true confessional. And Jill Jones, much respect, credit to her. She's a she was a muse on quite a few of his things. She was very important background. This song was like biographical. He talked about his brother Dwayne not being handsome as tall. Different little, he was taking shots at different things. But I'm going to say that um, the thing about this song is that it was like his production. Again, go back to what I said about his production not too long ago with the synthesizers used as horns, the guitar, the bass, the groove. It complimented him, his vocals. You know, everything. That was the Minneapolis sound live in full effect. This is when he was peaking prime as a producer. Again, this is a great example. Like if you hear like the mental integral parts and you hear like the keyboards used as horns, this is where he had his thing on point. He definitely came into his own. He had that cold funk. There was a cold punk, cold pop thing going. Like gospel. Had like a hybrid going on, but it worked. His own new wave, his own groove, it worked. So I have to give a big shout out. This is a big, strong cut. Then we get to some, uh, all the critics love you, New York, which is tongue in cheek. Again, he's always talking from another perspective, third person. One of his trademarks about with Prince is that he would do that a lot in his songs. And sometimes, you know, it all depends on how you caught it. Did you catch it? And who he was talking about, but it was one of those things that was very effective, and he could do it really well. The song is pretty catchy; it has a catchy little, you know, synth-based groove, and he used that a lot with his recordings. He, again, less was more simplistic, but he got to the meat of the matter. That's what made his production so strong. They weren't overly produced, which would be the cause of a lot of his records later. But in his peak prime, those cold but yet warm feeling songs, and he got to the point, cut to the chase. This was one of them that definitely got there. Last song, and I'm just thinking out loud, and if I miss anything, feel free to forgive me, but this song that stood out to me was International Lover. And it's interesting, um, you know, this was like, after Do Me Baby, he found a formula of doing slow cuts, but it had like a tongue-in-cheek humor thing going. And of course, the 747, you know, he was talking about being in the cockpit and being the pilot and everything, and he was funny, but his voice was on point. It was very seductive. Had a the way the groove loaned itself. And it was very direct, very introspective. Um, he had a way of, like like I said, he could convey a lot of emotion, a lot of feeling in his music. Um, definitely had a way of interpreting. And again, he was challenging himself with sound and production and arrangement. He was challenging himself with musicianship. He was challenging himself with concept. You know, and remember, competition was steep and heavy back then. There was still funk bands. There was still uh, big time art. There was still a lot going on. So the fact that he still found a way to find his groove and his peak, you know, at that particular time, if you go back in that time, Prince sounded very futuristic with the 1999 album. And that's one of the reasons why it held up so strongly and it endured because it was like a, a definitely, unlike, and I pun intended, sign of the time, 
this was definitely something of a recording of an artist that was coming to his own, but yet he wanted to make a bold statement. He definitely had a strong statement. Now, his album, this album has been more and more respected as time has gone on. And like I said, there's a lot of competition, a lot of great albums and things that were out during that time. And it was, imp- it had a definitely impact and influence to it. How and he, But there was other stuff that he did that got a more acclaim. But this to me was the album that said, hey, he gonna matter. He gonna be here for a long time. It was a strong recording of an artist that was tapping into his groove. He found his voice, he found his sound, and he definitely had stepped his production chops up and he and it cultivated to what he was doing. And everything to me after that was, you know, not hard for him to reach. Now I will say this. I wasn't that blown away by the outtakes that have been coming on the box set. Because to me, I think the album pretty much got it right. I mean, the B-sides were cool. Irresistible was a tough cut with the bass and the drums. Him and Morris, they done that thing and had Wendy Lisa in the background. That was tight. You know, How Come You Don't Call Me No More? Which most artists would die to have on their album. He had it as a B-side. So, you know, um, I could take some of the outtakes from that particular era, but the album was tight. Like, I'm going to tell you something. He could, again, production-wise, that was his year. 82, that was his year as a producer. To me, it didn't get any better than that. Because where he was coming with himself and then the time and with Vanity Six, he was bringing it. He was in his zone as a producer. And the sound was, was polished up, was tight, and he was rolling. But he still had this kind of carefree vibe, but it was still on point. So I, I'm just saying, that was how... Very impactful, but Prince is 1999. Now, give me your thoughts and your takes. Uh, I welcome comments. What's your favorite songs, um, videos, songs, everything? What do you think? You know, recordings, everything. I think that when I when I emphasize the production, to me, the biggest thing besides his voice was the Lynn drum program, and he really he took his. He was one of the he was one of the faces of programming beats in the 80s. That to me, more so than the guitar, or the bass, or the keyboards, which had their own distinctive thing going. But it was that programming. He really was on that knob. Prince was on that knob. He definitely had a beat going, and it was very much felt. And I think 1999 the album was one of those albums you could not ignore then, and it's definitely had an impact. So, uh, give me your thoughts, your takes. Wishing everybody that peace be safe out there. Keep yourself safe. And as I always say, when you hear an older recording, it doesn't mean it's not old. It just means there's something new to find. So give it a shot. Give it another spin. Till next time. Peace.